Welcome to Living the Reclaimed Life podcast. I'm Denisha, and we're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee and let's chat. Hello there. This is our very first episode. Welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. You know, today we're going to get to know each other a little bit. Uh, I'm going to share some stories. I'd love to share the story that got me right here, um, starting this podcast and talking with you. And we're going to talk about God stories. You know, what, what is a God story? A God story is a time in your life when Jesus intercepts your story and something shifts. Now, I believe it's impossible to encounter Christ without something in your life changing. And so I want to talk to you about that today, just the God stories, the moments in our lives when Jesus intercepts our story. You know, for me, I spent 20 years working in corporate management and leadership, and then I spent the last 10 years serving as a pastor at my church. And through that experience, I have really realized just how powerful Jesus is and how amazing he is in the midst of our stories. And I don't just mean on sunny days, on happy days. I mean times in our life when we hit bottom and times in our life when things are going amazing. But you see, when Jesus intercepts our story, our life, something is going to shift. And that's what we're going to talk about today, God's stories. You know, when we look in the Bible, there are so many incredible stories. And the first one, when I, when I think about a God story and I think about a shift in someone's life, the first one that pops up for me is Saul. And in Saul is a person who is persecuting Christians. He is, he's not like a very good guy, okay? He's not somebody that you really want to encounter and hang out with and have coffee with, okay? He is, he's persecuting Christians. He's coming against the church. And one day he encounters Jesus. Walking along a road, he encounters Christ. And when he leaves that encounter, only 18 verses later in Acts 9, we see that he changed. He experienced a life shift. And Jesus changed his name even. That was how much of a shift it was in his life. He went from Saul to Paul, but he is the very same person. The same person that went out and wrote a third of the New Testament was also the same person that was killing anyone who identified themselves as a Christ follower. So that's a pretty powerful shift, right? That's a pretty powerful God story. And we see them all throughout scripture. I've picked a few of my favorite ones to share with you today. We see the power that comes in our life through encountering Christ. There's a story of a woman caught in adultery. And there were men standing over her as she lie in the dirt, and they were about to stone her, and they would actually physically throw stones at her until she passed. The men are standing over her, ready to accuse her, standing and yelling to stone her. And Jesus encountered this moment. He wrote in the sand words that would free her from the men who were accusing her, and he looked at her and said, where are your accusers? That encounter changed her life. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is a woman going down to draw water from a well. 
And she chooses to go down in the middle of the day, in the hottest part of the day. And do you know why? Because she didn't want to run into the other women in her town. She was carrying shame. She was carrying guilt. And she did not want to run into those women. So she went in the hottest part of the day in a time where she knew she could be alone and she could draw her water and go back home. Well, one day when she went out, she encountered Jesus. And the woman who carried shame, guilt, condemnation to that well that day left carrying a message of love, acceptance, redemption from a man that told her everything she had done and loved her in the midst of it. That same woman who carried the shame, carried the message of hope back to her town, the woman who didn't want to have a conversation with another woman at the well. She ended up telling her town about Jesus, and many came to follow him because of her story. That is the beauty that we see in these shifts. When lives encounter Jesus, something changes. And John 10.10 tells us that the thief, what is a thief? Comes to take something, right? Take something from us. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy but that Jesus came, that we would live an abundant life. See, Jesus came to reclaim our stories. He came to take all of the shame, all of the guilt, all of the hurts, all of the wounds that we carry with us. He came to take those things. And friends, even though Jesus has reclaimed our story, I want to submit to you that I don't think we always live the reclaimed life. See, the word reclaimed, I love it. The word reclaimed means to rescue from an undesirable state. That's exactly where he meets us. Undesirable state was Saul walking on the road to Damascus. The woman at the well, the woman lying in the dirt with men ready to throw stones at her. That is an undesirable state. Reclaimed means to rescue from an undesirable state and restore to a previous natural state. And friends, that is the beginning of the Bible in Genesis to the end of the Bible in Revelation. That is what we see. We see God even coming down in flesh to rescue and restore us, to reclaim our story. And that is a God story. And the most beautiful miracle is when we encounter him, something changes. And I want to encourage you through this podcast, as you hear our guests starting this next week, we're going to have a guest on each week that's going to share with you part of their God story. And what I hope it does is that it encourages you that if if God did it in their lives, that he can do it in your life too. And our hope is to revive hope for you one story at a time. So let me ask you a question. Are you hiding your hurts? Are you weighed down by shame or regret? Do you feel stuck in your life like something just keeps holding you back? Do you find yourself trying to escape your past? Do you feel alone in your story? Do you believe that God's promises are for other people but not for you? Well, friends, if that's you, I wish I could just put my arms around your neck and tell you that you're not alone because those very things 
is what I carried as well and still carry at times. I will tell you, I'm definitely in process, right? I don't have everything all figured out, but I definitely have seen the unique perspective that God brings to my life. And I can't wait for you to experience that for yourself as well. So when I say I felt that way, I was hiding my hurt. I was weighed down by shame and guilt and regret. I was definitely stuck. I was running from my past. I felt alone in the process. And I saw other people and I believed that God's promises were for them, but not me. And friends, that sounds like the thief. To kill, steal, and destroy our dreams, our value, to try to convince us of the, that the life we have lived, the things that have been done to us, that those things define us, but they don't. And so I found myself reconciling my past. It was my late 30s, early 40s that really began to be, I'm going to say, a hot pursuit of healing and hope in my life. And I wonder if you can relate to this. The mental picture that I get is me sitting at a desk. Now, I am kind of an organizational freak, okay? I love Excel sheets. I love three-ring binders. So maybe this office analogy was God's way of meeting me where I was, where I am. But I imagine sitting at my desk, and I imagine a file cabinet to my left. And when you open that file cabinet, there are all these perfectly neat files, You know, the big green thick ones with the metal on the ends that kind of hold the whole folder up. And then in between those, there's there's smaller manila folders that that contains smaller subjects and times in my life. Well, that file cabinet was really neat, well-organized, alphabetized, all the things, maybe even color-coded. Who knows? (laughs) Don't release me in an office, Max. I love it. So there's that file cabinet of all the things in my life that had a place. But those weren't the things that were holding me back, making me feel stuck, weighing me down, causing me to hide. On my desk was a pile of papers, scribbled on, written on, and they were folders there that every time I tried to put them in my neat, tidy little file cabinet, they just didn't seem to fit. They ended up back on my desk. And to describe what's, what is in those folders, what is in those things that they keep popping back up on my desk, becoming a stumbling block for me, becoming a reason that I cannot organize my life the way I want to. See, those are the things in my life that didn't make sense to me. It was the moment at 23 years old when my mom passed away suddenly. And instead of dealing with that emotion, I shoved it under the rug. I took that file folder and went, I don't like how this feels, and I put it underneath the rug. It goes back to when I was nine years old, and I was being told um, that my family wasn't my family. I was being lied to. My mom was really ill at the time. I had a lot of confusion and hurt during that time. And I put that file folder and I didn't know what to do with that. So I shoved it under the rug because that is easier. It's easier to shove it under the rug and not deal with it. Or so I thought. A file folder of being 16 years old and being abused both spiritually and sexually by a family friend 
from the age of 16 to 19. Boy, there's a lot of folders there. And every time I tried to shove those folders into my nice little neat file cabinet of life, they seemed to appear back on my desk. So friends, I took those folders and I went, I don't like this. I don't want to face this. I don't want to do this. And I shoved it under my rug. There are so many experiences in my life that I kept stuffing under the rug because it seemed easier to move on than to deal with them. And friends, it's those, that very pile under the rug that as I crossed over it to walk through my days, I began tripping over that pile. I began tripping over the things that were under the rug. In my late 30s, early 40s, I felt God saying, it's safe to look. It's safe to pull up the rug. Let's look at those file folders, put them back on your desk, and let's sort them. Let's make sense of them so we can file them away neatly and you can be healed from those things. And so friends, that is our heart. That is, Jesus had reclaimed my story while I was shoving things under the rug. But living the reclaimed life, living a life with hope and healing and community, something amazing happens when we begin to do that. And so I have a passion for people to live a vibrant life with Christ. And that's you. And I promise the God's stories will be all over and you will see his hand leading you through each step of the way to rescue and to restore. You know, two years after God gave me the courage to step into those file folders to begin processing and um, figuring out what he wanted to do with those things in my life. Two years after that process, I found out that I had survived my mom's abortion. And now let me tell you, I had a good testimony before that. But now I had this. And I remember showing up to my counselor's office and saying, I don't know what to do with this one. I find out, I found out there was an attempt on my life in the womb twice. And all of the things that I had worked through began to resurface. Was I wanted? Was I really loved? What if I hadn't made it? All of these questions began to plague me. And then through just time, um, and I'm still wrestling with many of those things, but through time, I've felt comfortable and confident in what Christ has done in my life to surrender those things to him and let him go in those dark and shadowy places that hurt and allow him to heal the way that only he can. To each of those stories from the Bible that we talked about, each of those needed an encounter with Christ. Each of those needed Jesus to be a part of their story in order to reclaim it. And I needed that too. And so we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together, friends. We're going to walk through living the reclaim life. And let me tell you, there are so many things that I learned um, through talking with people over the years. And although your story is different than my story, and my story is different than someone else's story, when you take the particularities of our stories and you boil them off the top, what is left in the bottom of the pan is our feelings, our emotions, our value systems. All of those things are left. So I have worked over the years with women who have been in domestic violence and I know the feelings that they carry. I've worked with women who have had abortions. 
I've worked with women who have survived abortions. I have worked with women who have had all sorts of trauma in their lives. All the things you can imagine, all the things that are in your story. They've all been experienced by others. You're not alone. And what I came to realize is when you take our individual experiences and you boil it off the top, what's left is the emotions. Because no matter what your story is, if you've had any sort of trauma in your life, we are left with feelings of questions, right? We're left of questions. We are left with feelings of inadequacy, shame, guilt, all of those things that I mentioned. And we are left going, are God's promises really for me? And I promise you, friend, they are. They are for you. So we have a unique perspective, don't we? And we may not have it figured all out, but we're going to do it together. We're going to work together and allow God to do what only He can do in our lives as we reclaim our story. And as we step out to not just have a story that has been reclaimed, that we somehow put this beautiful shiny box up on a shelf and continue to live the way we have lived under the emotions, under the umbrella of things, other people's expectations and thoughts and beliefs and voices over us. See, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to begin the courageous process of living the reclaimed life. And friends, that is my passion. That is our hope for you. Next week, we have on the show, we have Nancy Nelson, uh, who is my executive assistant, and she's going to share a little bit about her story and about a time when she felt maybe God was done with her. How do you move forward in that? What do you recommend to people who feel like maybe they've aged out of the system somewhere in ministry? The following week, we're going to have Kristen And Kristen's going to share her story of how God gave her a unique perspective during life's challenges. See, her story hasn't been easy either, and I suspect yours hasn't. But she's going to give us the perspective, walk us through the hard things, and walk us through the shift that God made in her life and how she's walking that out. And friends, the lineup we have coming your way to share their God story, to use their story for His glory is pretty amazing. So we are so excited that you have joined us. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for for stepping forward in the courage and the braveness that it takes to not only have your story reclaimed by Christ, but to actually walk out the life that He died to give us. So I hope this has been a blessing in your day today, an encouragement as you step forward, and we are so excited to continue to grow and to share. We have a full ministry behind this podcast. So in weeks when we talk and you think, that's my story, I can relate to that. There is a way to contact us through our website, reclaimstory.com. We have a private Facebook page uh, where we're encouraging and doing life together in real life, you guys, not the masked you know, oh, everything's great. How you doing? Fine, fine, fine. When things are really falling apart. We've created a safe community to do real life together because I believe that that's what we need in order to live the reclaimed life. So thank you for listening today. And I pray that you found hope in today's talk and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and on Instagram at Reclaimed Story. If you want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers, check out our website at reclaimedstory.com. All of those links, including the Bible passages we talked about today, will be in our show notes. 
And if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That is a huge help in us helping more people live the reclaimed life. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Thank you.